Hello. Let's talk about time. Time in dreams and the passage of time. Have you ever heard of John Eric Mosley? Check him out. I uh, learned of him today. Very interesting man of learning differences himself and a father and a Facebook celebrity of sorts. I would call him a wise man in his own crazy way, in a good crazy way sort. John Eric Mosley. One of his um, podcasts, I'm going to just draw a point from. He said that when he was a child or a younger man, his dad took him to a cemetery. And he said, okay, look around. Look at all these people whose dreams died unfulfilled. He said his dad told him, don't let your dreams die here. So that just has made me think about time a lot. Um, I've always been kind of obsessed with wanting to play catch up, wanting to make up for lost time. Be it with my kids and specifically John's lost years, not really lost. They just, when you get into developmental delay, we, we have a tendency to think of them as lost because the peers march on and our kids of developmental delay get stalled for some reason or get kind of off into the weeds. And then somehow we got to get them back on the trail uh, to match their peers with interventions usually. Seldom does it ever happen accidentally on its own. I also have an older child that I'm going to intertwine in, in this little talk tonight. Timeline of how families might interact, siblings together, the highs and the lows. Particularly, like in my family, I've got a gifted and talented chemist graduating from college in two days in Oregon. Um, as you know, we're still in the period of COVID uh, self-quarantine. So anybody that's graduating right now, it's much less <laughs> an experience than what they had anticipated, right? A shadow of its former self. So every uh, senior is uh, struggling with that emotional cliff, that uh, kind of cliffhanger, um, uh, is that all there is kind of thing. So a gifted and talented kiddo uh, there, and then my John of learning differences. But he's a joy. And I, I thought the reason I... I, th I thought of John Eric Mosley's point another in another one of his podcasts, and that is quit apologizing for the way that God made you. And maybe that th these two shared thoughts will resonate with you parents. I'm a parent of learning differences myself of developmental delay. And, you know, we, we sometimes we get caught up in that fear of well, how will my child ever have a good life? You know, it's, but go back to his point. Quit apologizing for the way God made you. And so here's John in his first picture. So that's kindergarten. And he's got a, he's not on a fancy little razor scooter like all of his peers were on back then. He's on a kind of a grandma scooter, um, more like a tricycle one, really flat platform, really stable platform. And that's our trek uh, home from school at the end of each day. He's got some time in gen ed back in kinder and some time in specialized instruction. When we arrived at the school district, we already had been working on interventions since age two. And he has a September birthday, so I did hold him back. So he was as old as I could possibly get him without changing his birth date. Uh, so we were already totally heads up. I'd been transparent with the school district. I still was filled with shame. I remember first grade, second grade, third grade. I just, um, 
I kind of sleep sleepwalked through it um, for the shame, for the vulnerability would have been okay, but if I just hadn't felt the damn shame. <laughs> and now it's a damn shame I felt the damn shame. So um, anyway, I maybe that will be part of your story too, is that we get past that and then we stop apologizing to ourselves and stop apologizing to the world for the way that God made our kids. They are unique, and whatever adventure they are on, and we get to hold them by the hand as they go through it in the early years, it's it's not a mistake. It can be one heck of a challenge, right? And you could have, that child could have all kinds of issues they're trying to get through, and I'm not making light of anyone's hard situations, um, but being a spiritual person, I just cannot believe that the angels don't have some kind of cover for our kids. So here, what is it I say in the post? January of 2017, which is seven years from January of 2013. Um, so, uh, dear fellow parents, no one guarantees us an easy ride. And that fits in with something that um, Mr. Mosley said also, is that he doesn't say to his kids, have a good day. He said, may the day have a good you. And so he's very much in his own funny learning differences way, neurally diverse way, um, uh, non-victimizing and non-victim uh, creating. And I'm totally with him on that, that, you know, we, 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 we need to empower ourselves, our children, the people around us. And we are not, um, we're not supposed to crawl into a hole and give up, pull the dirt in over our heads and say, oh, oh, woe is me. My kid has learning differences or they had some anaphylactic reaction to fire ants at a very, very early age and we're just totally screwed. No, we fight back and we have interventions and we do our research and we try. Remember, remember that half a heart thing, right? You take half of everything you've got and you do every kind of intervention that you can for your kid. And then you know what you do with the other half of all of Everything you've got, your energy, time, uh, um, insurance, um, love, everything, you love them just like they are, okay? So quit apologizing for the way God made you. All right, so anyway, our kids did not choose their difficulties, and we should just never give up. My kid from college called today, and, and you know, had they're kind of flat, right? Emotionally flat, and... I, I said, I'm so sorry. I sound like Pollyanna every time you call me. You know, some little happy, upbeat sermonette. I said, I really do know how to just shut up and listen and let you talk. And Saxton, I said, no, no, that's fine. I appreciate that, Mom. You know, uh, the um, just, I try to always encourage everybody. We just, it's just not the day to give up. Not today. Not today. Okay, next picture. So uh, one of our um, room parents, room dads, did some photoshopping to help one of the special ed teachers. So in this case, it was Miss Kunina Freeman, and uh, she had John third and fourth grade specialized instruction at his elementary. So that's actually the neck down Justin Timberlake, for all of you guys that knew Justin way back then. <laughs> um, I think he was after my time. Um, but uh, it's framed, and I have it on the shelf. And uh, as we look forward, so this whole concept of time, right? How time goes so fast. We can't make up for lost time, but time's ahead of us, time's behind us. We, we need to enjoy the moment. It's a lot of paradox. I, you know, I really, I'm up and down yo-yoing with this time of, 
um, make the most of the day. I've got all the time in the world. And then, oh my God, my hair's on fire because I do not have all the time in the world. So I'm just sharing with you, I feel a paradox about time. Clicking on to the next picture, that oak tree is down in Midtown in Houston. It's near a museum, uh, near a place where I used to live back in my single pre-kid days. And I think it's a live oak. Um, you, it may, may be hard to tell from the, the picture here, but they actually got uprights to support the branches. I love this tree. You know, I had to step way back to get this photograph. It's, um, it's tenacious. You know, I've always loved trees. I grew up uh, in the woods in, on a farm and then all the hiking I've done. Trees just, you know, trees are my beach. <laughs> So what do I say here? Uh, well, you know how in an, it's, a, in a, it's a Wonderful Life, they, it, the movie tells us that every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. Well, um, I guess what I'm drawing here is just an analogy that I'm not sure what onomatopoeia occurs. So that is like a, like a, like a ding or a, the sound is what the word, uh, the sound is what the word sounds like, right? So like ding or ping or um, boing, those are kind of onomatopoeia occurs every time that another developmental delay, sensory-seeking, sensory-averse child <laughs> willingly shampoos and rinses their hair for the first time. So evidently, this is back in December 2015, was the first time John did his own hair. And we've had issues with the whole oral uh, motor trigeminal sensory integration, everything from the neck up, right? Um, so anyway, he washes and he shampoos and rinses his hair. Mom celebrates, and then I make a little analogy there. So that's what that little story is about. Now, what does that mean to you? Um, I'm not sure. I'm sure you're thinking of something, perhaps. Some little joyful thing that happens. Some small, small little thing you celebrate each time your kid does it for the first time. You know, with uh, John and I, it's like, each day there's some new original sentence as his brain wakes up, as we keep coming through the cognitive fog of whatever, all of those uh, things that distract him and he gets lost in, in um, uh, ADHD, distractions, stimming, can't think, can't focus, all that stuff. But each day his eyes are a little shinier. He pays attention. He did something new today with siblings not siblings, um, with peers, uh, how what he said, how we did it, just some new little thing. And I say celebrate those little things. We may not have a lot of big things. Um, I've got one kid who can celebrate big things, and I got another kid that we just take advantage of every, if it's a shampoo, hallelujah, baby. <laughs> you know? <laughs> All right. So, the next one is a periscope of me back when I decided to start to doing the best I could with um, all the interventions that I was learning about for my son. So if you can catch your own breath and, and, and save your own, do your best toward your own interventions, then I say you owe it for, to pay it forward. So I started, uh, I found myself in a situation where I could start doing workshops at the Academy of Lifelong Learning, non-credit. And I just kept developing them, and it's grown into a quite a, a mission with lots of teams. So this is one of the early days when I was trying to do some tricks with Periscope, if you guys remember how that all fit together. Um, sharing with other caregivers, fam, uh, family members, educators, 
uh, what is it I'm learning today and what did I learn yesterday that maybe I can prioritize, uh, maybe I could document and share with you, and then the theory behind it, but then examples too. So, okay, let's go on. Now we're going to, this is May of 2016, and the reason, one of the reasons I have it in here is not only is it Saxton's graduation from high school, and we're facing the graduation from college now. But that particular day, we live up in, in, a, in north of Houston, so it, it was going to be about a 30-mile trek to get into where the graduation was downtown Houston. It had been raining and raining and raining, so the standing water was quite deep. We'd actually had to drive around. We went through pretty deep water, and I was driving a fairly new car, so I did think about the economics for just a little bit. Not really very long, though because my kid needed to get down to graduation. So um, when I say here it's a lovely night in spite of playing rodeo tricks, what I did is I just went perpendicular to the curb. So we had to, the only way you had you either sat in, in the almost water and waited and waited and waited because you had already committed to the, the, and you had cars stuck behind you. Or you said, screw this puppy, I'm going to jump this curb, I'm going to ram this curb, ramming speed, ramming speed, I'm going to ram this curb and we're going to get up on the freeway, slop through the mud, and we're going to go on our way. <laughs> I may leave an axle behind, but oh baby, here we go. And so I had the three kids in the car with me and some family people behind me in, in, a, in a different car. And it's like Saxton said, you know, mom, we can just skip it. And I thought, the hell with that, man. So I... <laughs> hit the gas and it was like bloop bloop and then boom we were up on the freeway and off we went <laughs> so um and then we went into the graduation we got there late which worked out great we put the little boys up in the high seats and they kind of screwed around in the back john um woke up in time when they announced saxton's name and everybody was well we were clapping for saxton right and and you can hear his little voice on that time delay you know that whole matching auditory processing delay at the very end, everybody's done, and he goes, Yay, Saxton! And it's, it's the best video clip I have on my phone. <laughs> so these are pictures from Saxton's graduation. It's, uh, um, again, but we're facing another benchmark four years later. Um, a different kind of, uh, it's going to be a kind of a virtual walkthrough, um, a Zoom kind of a thing. But different, a different kind of emotional satisfaction. And isn't that the way life is too? About the time we think that we understand what we need to do for our kids, then we've got a trip where we're going to um, Holland, right? That poem, a trip to Holland or um, welcome to Holland instead of Italy. Or all of a sudden, it's not either of those two countries. It's something entirely different because our kids take us on these adventures of life of purpose, of helping them find their way. Why are they here? Why is this stuff going on? And, and it's not a case of, oh, why me kind of thing. It's um, stop apologizing for the way God made you. Don't let your dreams die here. And what are you going to do about that, right? Empower yourself. And you empower your kids at the same time. The next picture is one from, I, I don't know the date, um, but there's Saxon and John. Uh, John just finished up his basketball. We, we've been doing I-9 basketball forever. Um, so they're out in the, in the street playing Frisbee. And uh, it's just a sweet picture of siblings together. I've got a bazillion pictures, right, if you've gone to my Facebook. Or if you were so unfortunate as to be my children. 
<laughs> you'd have so many pictures of yourself. You'd like, Mom, will you just stop it? But it's kind of documentation in a way. Um, but uh, I just found that one. I wanted to just put it in this deck here and, and just share it with you. Of They've had their ups and downs, but really for the most part, very little sibling rivalry. For the vast time, um, now once we got past John hitting, we still, something happened today. I was cutting his hair and I got caught in a, um, uh, a chunk of, of um, you know, when your hair's all, well, what, what do we call that? When you, your hair's not combing, it's a, you got a knot in your hair, rat's nest. Is that what we call it these days? In the old days, a rat's nest. So he had a little rat's nest in his hair and he got really mad at me and honked me across the face twice. It's been a long time since he's hit me like that. It really surprised me. So we had a whole little adventure there, a little intervention time. We agreed we were going to start over, but there was a time, and it might have been about this a period of history, where he would just get frustrated and hit. So we went through our period of time when Saxton did not want to hit back John, but I had given him permission to, and John was too rough with the dog. So it was, you know, emerging frustration and emerging strength and uh, emerging, hey, mom will really jump through the, 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 jump through her skin if she sees me headed toward the glass door or ramming speed. So I wrote some posts, worked on it with our OTs and our behavioral helpers uh, for a zero tolerance of hitting whacking. So John's come a long way toward his self-control, toward his catching himself. But boy, this morning, he wasn't, he let it rip, man. <laughs> and I thought, wow, I guess I'm lucky that I don't know, that must be the closest I've ever gotten to being physically abused. <laughs> It was a lousy marriage, the one with dad, with their kid, with their dad, and there was a lot of emotional uh, abuse and verbal abuse. But I guess I've just been lucky that I haven't been whacked around much in life. But <laughs> small blessing, right? Um, uh, don't let your dreams die here, right? <laughs> Empower yourself. Okay, so anyway, let's go on to the next one. This is a a picture here. I've got just two pictures left to share with you. So this is back in April four years ago. So a little bit four plus a few months. So Saxton there's in the background and he had just passed his driver's test. John had just played Nerf guns uh, with some kids for the first time. So like, what's the Nerf gun? Huh? And what's it aiming and how do I load it? So then we stopped to get some ice cream and uh, I make a joke here about, you know, um, we're not really very normal. We're a, a, a divorced family and now their dad's gone to heaven. Uh, so we're as we're pretty quasi normal, you know. I mean, on a good day, <laughs> um, it's a good day for mom. So mom's heart's happy that day. Two kids, and of course, that's one of my favorite pictures <laughs> of us. And if that isn't our family, that should be. That's like on the mantle kind of a picture. <laughs> um, I hope you're laughing. I can laugh already. <laughs> So here's something, this is how I want to end this little talk with you tonight about the concept of making up for lost time. Do you think about that? And then I remembered, um, it's, uh, Desiderata is another really good one if you haven't looked up that for a while. Um, I love Desiderata. And then this is out of the Bible though from uh, Solomon. Uh, I think it's uh, uh, Proverbs or Song of Solomon. Um, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance for every season under the sun, right? For every, and then it's been turned into some songs from back in the 50s, 60s. 
And and the other wrinkle to it is that my time and my seasons don't match your time and your seasons, right? And your kids' time, your kids' seasons, your kids' evolution through their seasons won't match somebody else's. And if you try to compare your kid to somebody else, or you try to compare your life, purpose life, adventure of your life to somebody else, well, you might come up short or you might come up long, but it's not the point. The point is that you should be comparing yourself to who you were yesterday or who you were an hour ago or who you strive and hope to be tomorrow. And so this thing about comparison and, and making up for lost time and comparing someone's timeline, you know, it's just like how they say, be, be careful when you go to social media and you're comparing what you know about your dark moments to the, what they're posting about their brightest sunshine. All right. So we, that's been an effect on mental health um, this, in this time in history. So to me, it's, it's really a lesson in objectivity to not be comparing, to not be needing, and, and it fits into two conversations I had today with two other people, is that I need to free myself from needing somebody else's approval for whatever it is I do or don't do, um, whatever it is I think I'm going to accomplish with my life. If I choose a path in the grass or the path less traveled, and there's not as many people on that path with me, but I feel strongly that I should be doing that kind of thing, or my kid is doing whatever he thinks that he should be doing at peace in his own skin, oh, the places you will go, that Dr. Seuss story, and maybe he is solo on that journey for a while, or for an hour, or for a day, or for a week. But even if we are solo, or our kids are doing something individually, I, um, I need to make sure I always model that freedom of slavery to making somebody else, um, uh, we call it codependent, right? To, to make, I, I should not ever let it give away my power to someone else. Then are, they, are they happy with me? Do they reward me? Do I need their reward? Uh, can I be free of all of that? So I do stay, say here in the, the last few lines is the only time I ever really find peace is that I won't have it all at one time, and neither will you, but there are seasons. There's some great books, right, in addition to these references that I just spoke of. Uh, Gail Sheehy has written a really great series on passages. Another book I love, um, The Passion Paradox, that talks more about relationships more than it does time, but it is does have a timeline in there, a time continuum. For the flux capacitor, for all of you guys who are back to the future, buffs. We've been watching that film series. Kids like it. So Ode to Doc Brown. So anyway, um, to keep track of your time and how you spend it and how you focus on and how you forgive yourself for not being perfect or not matching somebody else's what? They're just their sunshine, but we all have the dark. If you don't have the, if you don't have the lows, how are you ever going to have the highs, right? And we just, um, Keep that in mind uh, in case it helps you. Uh, I like to always end the, my blogs with um, peace be to us, to each of us in our time, in our journey, in our um, the road we take. Maybe there's people traveling with us and maybe we have just stepped off and we're by ourselves for a while. We cannot make up for lost time. We cannot help our kids with developmental delay make up for lost time. But we can sure model the moment of joy, being in the flow, um, uh, mindfulness, being appreciative of the blessings that we have, 
and keeping your eye on the flowers, not the weeds, right? You got to always water the flowers. You don't want to water the weeds because wherever your eyes go, your neck will go, your face will go, your body will go, your mind will go, your thoughts will go, and your actions will go. So um, anyway, I, I should probably let you get on with your day. But thank you for your time. Peace be with you. And um, enjoy the time you have today. It's the only really for sure thing we have, right? We're not sure. We can't do anything about yesterday. And we're not exactly sure about tomorrow. Um, and so for that, I hope time stands still for you today, the rest of your day. And uh, in honor of uh, John Eric Mosley, um, I hope your day has a good you. Okay, bye.